you've heard me mention a bazillion times already on this podcast, I went to an event last November that really kind of gave me that kick in the kicking the tail to get this podcast started and out here in the world. And I met so many amazing, amazing women here. And I am very fortunate that several of them have agreed to be on the podcast with me. And today we are going to hear from my lovely friend, Anna Rose Robertson. She is just, uh, she's just a delight. I love her so much. She has this infectious, like positive energy about her. She is a mama. Uh, she has a podcast called This Purposeful, This Purposeful Life with Anna Rose. Really, her aim in life is to help people find their purpose and to understand the purpose that God has for them. This is a wonderful conversation. We talk about a lot of different things. So sit back and enjoy episode 14, my interview with Anna Rose. You're listening to the Connect the Dots podcast with me, Heather Balseric. This show is designed to help you navigate your career, understand your customer's experience, and bring us together as we learn more about our communities. To tune in, turn it up, and get ready to connect the dots. Before I bring Anna Rose on, I want to give you just a couple of heads up. So number one, there we had a couple technical difficulties. Uh, we recorded part of our conversation on Zoom and part of it on the Anchor app. So ugh, just mind, you know, there's a part in the middle where it may be like, what the heck just happened? It's it's where we switched audio. So just a heads up on that. But the other thing I want to tell you is kind of how we met. Okay, I don't remember exactly how we met, but I do remember our first like real conversation. We were all walking to lunch and this was a big group of us. It was Jen and Christina and Carrie Grace and uh, Anna Rose uh, Jacqueline, uh, Kate, like so many of us, a big group of us were walking to pu- uh, to Puckett's in Nashville uh, from the conference. And she and I just started having this conversation. And I don't really even know how we got on the topic of student loans and student debt. But that conversation just, she, she recognized something in me that I didn't even recognize. She was like, Heather, you're really passionate about this and I can tell you're passionate about it. And she's introduced me to a couple of people um, that uh, I, you know, I'm going to follow up with and try to kind of make some connections to, to help in that respect. But she is just one of those people that when you meet her, you just instantly love her because she is one of the most genuine people I've ever met in my life. So I don't do intros um, when we do, when we record our podcasts, because I usually get like super emotional as I'm about to do right now. So, and it's just because I have so much respect for the people that have brought on the show so far in just the couple of days that I spent with them at this conference has made such a big difference in my life. And I just am incredibly thankful for the opportunity that uh, God had 
God gave me in meeting these ladies. And I hope that you are able to learn and take away um, some laughter, some lessons from our conversation today. So let's go ahead and let me introduce you to Anna Rose. Anna Rose, how are you today? I am good, Heather. How I are am you? So good. It's so good to see your face. I know nobody else can see us unless they see our pictures on Instagram, but it's really good to see you. It's been, gosh, I guess almost two months since we met. Yes. Yes. I think you're For right. a wonderful three days at Blistem. I still, that felt like the shortest three days, but the longest three days all at the same time. <laughs> yes. And I'm actually kind of grateful that they can't see our faces <laughs> since I am still in my pajamas <laughs> and have no makeup on. So hey. thanks to, thanks to video chat and working. Yes. Well, let me tell you folks, she is beautiful. So don't let her fool you. So no makeup, pajamas. Oh, you're sweet. She is a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful person regardless. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so Anna Rose, I just, I, I said, I, I know we're recording this on what is even today, January 10th. I said it in my Insta stories this morning, just that meeting you and what a beautiful soul you are and just beautiful person. Just, I love you so much. Uh, <laughs> just meeting you was Oh, they're so, see, look, and I told you a second ago, if I did this, I would cry and look, it's happening already. <laughs> Three seconds in, this is happening. Oh my goodness. Um, but I'm just excited for you to come and share your story and the things that you have done because you've got a lot of stuff going on and I'm excited for you to share just that journey and what it looks like. Um, Cause that's part of the podcast that I want to kind of open up to people is in that career path when you're going through transitions, when you're trying to make different decisions, that it's not all glamorous. It's not pretty. And I want them to hear about it and know that it's going to suck at some point, <laughs> but you got to yep. keep you're going. Right. So uh, tell us a little bit before we kind of jump into all that though, tell everybody who you are about you. Uh, I'll just let you have free reign on what you want to share. Okay, thanks. Well, um, Heather, just thank you too. I mean, honestly, it was a unique experience being at Blistem because it wasn't as if you were just sitting in classes beside people and you're like, hey, I'm Anna Rose. Nice to meet you. Okay, I'm going to the next class, etc. The lunches were the best part because you really got to know people. And so that's how we got connected. And the funny thing is I had asked to go to lunch with Carrie because I attended her session and then she had all these other people. And I was like, okay, I don't know all these other people, but it was an opportunity to kind of put myself out there. And I'm an extrovert anyway, but it was still a little bit intimidating, but look at what has come out of it. This is the second podcast interview I've done. And I know I've got some interviewees, for my podcast. So that it was an amazing event. But anyway, yes, my name is Anna Rose. I have two names. I'm from Mississippi. <laughs> so um, yes, you can probably hear it in my accent as well. Um, I am a wife to Jonathan, a mother to Rosalie and a mother to baby number two coming in the next six weeks. Probably. We don't know the gender yet. I went to Lipscomb University, got my degree in health and physical education, loved, just always loved kids, loved participating in sports. I then went to get my master's degree at University of Georgia in exercise science. And that was because I was so scared I wasn't going to get a job. <laughs> and I'm a type one on the Enneagram. 
that I thought I'm going immediately to get my master's. I'll figure out getting a job later. Um, I moved back to Nashville. I'm going to give you the fast forward version. I started working in the public school system, did that for a super long semester. <laughs> yep. I lasted a semester. Um, and then thankfully it was a kind of a tragic situation. The advisor that I had at Lipscomb had been battling cancer for a couple of years and she had just decided that it was time to take a step back and really focus on her health. So they were in a last minute kind of need for someone to step in and I didn't have my PhD at the time, but I was able to step in for a temp position. And then after that year, they decided that if I would go back and get my PhD, then they would hire me full time. Well, at that point, it wasn't even a question. I was like, oh, yes, I will do this. So went back to school at MTSU, Middle Tennessee State, got my PhD in health. And so all along, I'm thinking, yeah, I was going to meet my husband in college. Nope, didn't happen. <laughs> Anyway, I had all my education and then let's see, I think a year after I finished my PhD, I met Jonathan. So we've been married for five and a half years now. And like I said, have 1.75 <laughs> kids. Um, so I was a professor and an employee wellness director for over a decade. And once I had children at the age of 34, I just knew that I was not going to work full-time. I just I wanted to be able to be at home. I also had a pretty decent commute of about an hour each way, maybe a little bit longer depending on traffic. And so I began looking and I looked and I looked and there's a small college here in Gallatin that hired me. Yay! Um, so I work three days a week now and I'm still at the college scene. I don't do the wellness part right now. I just teach um, and I'll be honest, you know, we talked about transitions. This has been a great transition for me time-wise. I've gotten so much of my time back. Um, I had a month off at Christmas. I'm ready to go back to work, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really enjoy having those two days a week that I can spend at home with Rosalie. Um, in all honesty, though, I the money's less. I mean, the money is less than half of what I was making. And so that has been an interesting transition. And I will just say from the entrepreneurial standpoint, I'm not making any money <laughs> doing the <laughs> entrepreneur thing. Um, and so in all honesty, I think if considering either a employed transition or an entrepreneurial probably should. And, and I will say that one of the biggest strengths between me and Jonathan is our financial being on the same page. Um, we're very much on the same page with our finances, etc. But when there's less money, there's just more tension, to be honest. So despite being wise with our money and living off less than we make, you really need to practice that a few months um, before you agree to something or before you start looking, make sure you can make it on a certain amount. In the entrepreneur world, you're not going to make money at the beginning. I mean, service oriented businesses, you can usually have low setup costs and you can usually make money a little quicker, but you still go through a period where even if you're making money, you really need to pour it back into your business. I mean, you have a uh, a microphone. It may have been fifty dollars. It may have been five hundred dollars. But you, that money still has to come from somewhere. Um, 
So it's not all been glamorous by any stretch. I will say in the last five and a half years since Jonathan and I have been married, I have tried four or five different things. And I think that's, that's a good and a bad. That's a good because I have figured out what didn't work. Super important. <laughs> I tried to do. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, I tried to do freezer meals. You know, every busy woman would love to have just a freezer full of meals that she can pull out, etc. And I was familiar with a company that kind of did that. I will tell you a story. And that this lady was super gracious to me. She had been a guest. Then she had decided to host her own party with this freezer meal company. I didn't found it or anything. I was just a sales rep, if you will. Her house was about 30 minutes away. Uh, went to the house. Thought I had everything great. You know, start to hand out the menus. We start to read the recipes and everything. And I look and the bottles and all the ingredients that I had purchased from this company were not the right ones. So this is two lessons in this little story. <laughs> One, make sure you order the right thing. <laughs> Two, they had set up a very confusing, in my mind, very confusing way to purchase things. You didn't just order a kit. You had to order everything individually. And the way they had the recipes lined up, I don't remember this. It's been a few years, but they, it, it wasn't lined up logically. And so, yeah, I had ordered all the wrong stuff and it was embarrassing. <laughs> all these women had also purchased their other ingredients from the grocery store based on these certain recipes. So I kind of had to punt long story short. I had to, well, I didn't have to, I guess, but I thought it was the right thing to do to give them some, as much supplies as I had on hand to, you know, help them with their recipes that they intended to purchase. So anyway, that was embarrassing. That was the last thing I ever did with that company. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> you know, I'm an organized person. And if I made such large, in my mind, large scale mistake, I don't, I don't want to be doing this again. And it wasn't making me any money. Um, let's see, like I said, try some things that I found didn't work. Um, try to do some health coaching, which I am a certified health coach. I will say a lot of people don't know what coaches are. I think they're beginning to know more and more what coaches are. Anyway, I did try four or five different things. Again, two lessons in this. One is, I don't think that was all bad, but what I wish I would have done is really spend some time thinking about my skills, thinking about my talents thinking about what I wanted out of this entrepreneurial road. Um, after Blistem, you know, I kept meeting people that I thought, oh, that sounds fun, what you want to do, and that sounds fun, what you want to do, and that sounds fun. And I do think that my skills kind of lend themselves in multiple areas, but you can't do it all. I mean, you just can't do it all and do it well. And so I had to, I mean, after Blistem, I spent about an hour and a half, two hours by myself just thinking, what do I want and why do I want these things that I want? One day I'd like to homeschool my children. So I don't need to necessarily get into the speaking world where I'm traveling all the time. That's not going to be my main gig is speaking. But what other things could be my main gigs and why do I want those? How do they help me facilitate what I really want out of life? The other lesson is, if you're married to an Enneagram 6, 
this can be quite wearing <laughs> on him to a person who really appreciates and values safety running around not having your mind made up can be different my husband and i in all honesty have had some very frank discussions recently and we kind of have a timeline of when my things kind of have to get going and be successful or we're not going to try them. Now, I will say we kind of set aside a certain amount of money a couple of years ago also. And, you know, here's the money that you can do for the business. And once that money's dried up, like we're, we're done. Um, and that I, you know, there's a part of me that's sad about that, but there's a part of me that think that it puts a little pressure on me, which is probably good, but it also, I mean, it gives me a very clear definition and line. Mm -hmm. And because we have these financial goals, which are much more clear than the entrepreneurial goals that I have, I'm very okay with that. Yeah, there's a few times it's kind of hurt my feelings <laughs> when he's like, hey, you, you really need to get on one path. Um, but at the same time, I think it, it's been good to kind of create some some buffer zones, if you will. And... Even though I have wandered, it helps me to stay on a path. So anyway, that was kind of a long introduction, but I think hopefully I answered some of You gave us a lot, and I have a lot of kind of things that I want to, I guess, uh, branch off of from what you said. And talking about having that, you know, having those conversations. So, you know, if you are in a relationship, if you're married, these are very important conversations to have in regards to what are you doing with your career in, in a previous relationship, I had the experience of I was able to change jobs and I don't know that they liked that so much. And so they changed jobs at the same time, like, and it almost cost us being able to finance our, our house that we built. Like it was, it was, thankfully we had a very, very good banker. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, you know, so we weren't on the same page. Right. And that, that's a very good example mm -hmm. of how that it can really go sideways very quickly if you're not. Um, and so being on the same page with, with your partner, your spouse is just extremely important, especially if you want to go and do some things outside of the normal I have a W-2, I go to work every day type of income. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And so, and there was something, there's something else that you said that I was like, oh, I want to, oh, I want to touch on that. And then, and I'll, I'm sure. <laughs> and I kept took, talking. No, no, I was taking mental notes and I should have been taking actual. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I will say, you know, kind of along those lines, making sure you and your spouse are on the right page or the same page, not necessarily the right page. Um, cause right can be very different for different people. I am a verbal processor. So sometimes when I'd go to my husband to talk through things, it would do more damage, if you will, than help because he was very confused and he thought, okay, I thought you were doing this and now you want to do this and et cetera. So find your person. I am convinced of the need of coaches this year for the first time I am putting my money where my mouth is and I'm getting a, a business coach. Um, I'm not able to afford to meet with her every month like she would like, but we're going to meet quarterly. And I think that will be really good. Also with the baby coming, that will be, you know, not that will allow some pressure to be released a little bit. But for me, I am a verbal processor. And so those talks could sometimes be very clarifying, but also kind of frustrating because he would say, you know, oh, I thought you said this. 
well, I did, but now I think this, <laughs> you know, so find a person, yeah. if it's your mom, if it's your best friend, find someone, if you, I guess this is more specific, if you're a verbal processor, but that you can bounce ideas off of, and it's not going to scare them. It's not going to worry them about the safety of your finances. And you're not going to sound like the loose wheel that's about to fall off of the relationship. So I, you know, I am the same way. I like to talk things through. I I am like, <laughs> I'll be in a meeting at work even, and we're going to be working. So then I'm maybe going through a spreadsheet and I'm talking to myself and they're like, Heather, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm processing. Like, let me just <laughs> uh-huh. talk through uh-huh. this. <laughs> and my husband is, in some, is also not a verbal, he doesn't verbally process that way. And mm-hmm. so I th- it's a very good call out things I should remember. Thank you. I see I've learned something already. <laughs> this has been a beneficial for me. Thank you very much. Good, uh, good, good, good. And you talked about Enneagram numbers and I, I've taken the Enneagram. I, ha- I made my husband take it. I don't remember what we were, which is the funny thing. And uh-huh. I wish I, I need to go back and retake it, retake it so I can remember what I was and what he was. But what he was, was very surprising to me. I was like, did you answer those questions truthfully? I don't know. Is that you? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, when we got into the description of whichever number he was, it was like, oh, yeah, that's you. 100%. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so thinking about, though, I-, I liked what you said when you talked about you set aside a budget. Like, you know, you and your husband mm-hmm. said, this is what we're going to put into this. And it kind of kept you in line. And that is a very good tip um, in in my you know, kind of in my life, I've done several different, the MLM, like multi-level marketing things. I did Mary Kay. I did Advocare. Mm -hmm. I did Unique. Uh, I, you know, tried all of these things because everybody would always say, well, Heather, you just, you know, so many people and you're, you're so lively. And because I've always been in sales and, uh, you know, I, I seem to be an extrovert. Okay. So folks, um, you know, technical difficulties happen. So we're just going to make sure this all works. It'll all be, it'll be, all be okay. We're going to get value out of this regardless. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so welcome back to, <laughs> part two. all right, part two of the podcast here. Let's see. I was asking you, I was talking about, oh, setting aside a budget and is that where we were? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so setting, making sure that you have like that, that set aside budget. And, you know, I've, I've done several different MLMs and people are always like, well, Heather, you should be so good at this. You know, so many people and you're just out there and you're no, no, I am very much an introvert at heart. Um, I, I can extrovert all day long in different ways. Uh, I love, I'm a trainer, you know, I'm a, I've been a trainer before. I'm a, I'm a leader. I want to be a speaker and I can speak in front of crowds of hundreds of people. Perfectly fine with that. Mm -hmm. But let me try to sell you something one-on-one. No, no, not, I'm just not good at it. And I've spent a lot of money in my life that I did not budget for. I didn't practically think about how I'm going to do this. And that's such a good call out for if you are going to do one of those things, they are great companies. And I know lots of people that do very, very well, Yeah, but it's not for me. Like I know that now um, I'm, I'm a member of Beachbody cause I love Beachbody and I love the workouts and the, my coach, I love her to this. She's like, well, do you want to like try to sell them? No, no, <laughs> 
nope, nope, nope. Then they've done that. <laughs> yeah, I not, know it's not, not for me. And you talked about it earlier is like finding things that you learn what you don't want to do. You learn the things that aren't for you. And that is a valuable lesson any at any point in your life is knowing what you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when it comes to career. Yeah. So I want to transition a little bit. So we, you have season one of your podcast, uh, it, this purposeful life with mm-hmm. Anna Rose. Uh-huh. Uh, you got it. <laughs> I was like the, this, this purposeful life with Anna Rose. I will put a link in the show notes uh, to that and your website. You. And so you've got your first season. So tell us a little bit about kind of the audience that you're serving with your podcast and what's next for the podcast. Okay. So that's a really good Um, another thing that if you're going to be a salesperson, which if you're an entrepreneur, you are a salesperson, whether you're selling your services or like you suggested makeup or things like that, you've got to know who your audience is. Um, For me, this purposeful life podcast is really for women who are kind of looking for that next transition. They're thinking, what is my purpose in life? What is, what is, what is it that God has called me to? So, um, I just turned 36 this week and birthday. Yay. Thank you. Um, so I think it was a very, I mean, I didn't have a midlife crisis or anything like that, but at the same time I thought, how can I get to age 35, 36 and not know what I'm really good at and not know what I want for the next phase of my life. I kind of knew what I wanted in most areas except for the career. But yet I had been working full time for more than a decade. After, you know, went to school, did all that thing, then worked for more than a decade and I, there are parts I liked, parts I didn't like. So, um I'm rambling, I guess, but I I don't want women to feel that way. I want them, even though I'm not giving them a quiz or a test or something like that on what are their skills, what are their talents, what are they called to do? I wanted to give them some areas in life in which they could be purposeful. For example, if you can be purposeful in your motherhood, which is what season one was about, then you can feel a little more confident in searching for your calling, searching for your purposeful or your purpose in other areas of life. Um, this next season coming out in the next couple of weeks is being purposeful with your career. And it was amazing recording with these ladies. Um, some knew from day one in high school, college, and they knew exactly what they wanted to do. They are doing it right now. And they have built the rest of their life around that. Others have kind of stumbled into a career and still done, you know, I say very well, what I mean by that is they have accomplished a lot. They are very well educated, etc. And so again, they, and they'll offer tips throughout each episode on how they were purposeful. Um, so that's, to me, if you can be confident that you're being purposeful in these segments of your life, it's not such an identity crisis if you are wondering what's next. Um, So for some people, it may be my kids are starting elementary school. I've been at home for the last several years. What, what's next? Um, So that might be questioning, you know, their purposefulness and their motherhood, or maybe even their career because they have so much more time. On the flip side, it could be this job is a drag. (laughs) I've got to find something else. And so, you know, again, I feel like if people 
are purposeful in segments of their life, they can have the confidence to be wandering in other areas of their life. So I like that. I like that a lot. That, that idea that, you know, it's not all, it's not an all or nothing thing. Yeah. It's, it's figuring out like, you know, you find your purpose in, in one area and you can, and you can use that to fuel yourself, right? It's small wins. I talked Mm -hmm. to somebody the other day and they were like, I just don't, you know, I had, I struggle with feeling like every time I try to go work out, my, the family gets sick. Like we never can get started. So I just started to run and I'm like, think about the things that you have done in the past, like count those goals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to remember that you did, that you can do hard things mm-hmm. and maybe that hard thing wasn't exactly in this lane of career. Right. Maybe it was in something else, but you can still do hard things. Mm-hmm. And you can accomplish goals. I accomplished a goal this past year in, in 2019, you know, and I'm, I'm the same age as you. So I'll be 36 in May. Mm-hmm. You know, at the age of 35, I had never completely read the Bible. And, you know, I've read parts of it and I've read passages and all that. But in 2019, I said, I'm reading the Bible. And I did it. I Yay! read the entire Bible. (laughs) So I didn't read as many books in 2019 Uh as like just physical books, but dang Uh it, I read the Bible. That's a lot of books. (laughs) 66 books. So I, you know, but that's one of those things that for me, like it's fueled other things for 2020 Mm -hmm. and in the different like devotionals and different things that I'm doing in terms of like that lane. But I even think about it at work. I'm like, you know what? I made, I had that dedication. I can still, I can take that dedication and put it somewhere else. So I love that thought process. Yeah, you are so right. And I will say in coaching my clients, um, the wellness coaching piece, I describe it like a wheel, like a bicycle wheel. And so you've got several spokes and it's, let's say you have a little rusty spoke, you know, you can keep spinning those bicycle wheels. You can keep going and it's going to be okay. But eventually if you don't take care of that area, it's going to, that rust is going to spread to the other areas along the same lines, kind of thinking, flip the coin. If you've got a win in a certain area and the rest of it's rusty, let's say, you know, if you start taking care of some of those other areas, then you, you can achieve these things. You can, I mean, I hesitate to say, get your life on track. Yes, you can do that, but not everybody's trying to like rewrite the the pathway or that kind of thing. But again, We've got multiple areas of our lives and just because we are or are not successful in one area doesn't prevent us from being successful in other areas. So I love what you just said and that achieving that goal has given you fuel for the goals you have now and next. It's so, I I think it's important that, you know, when we talk about the purpose for our life and having a purposeful life that that can mean so many things. And I like how you're segmenting your podcast into motherhood and career and then different things. I'm really excited to hear the career part because I'm not a mom. And so I've listened to a couple of the motherhood ones, you know, and so I gain information, but for uh-huh. me still, I'm like, oh, I'm not a mom, you know, uh, <laughs> so uh, I can't relate to all of it. Uh, but I can, I like the fact I still learn things because I feel like part of this uh, podcast in the community piece is I, I think it's important to understand other communities. So even though I'm not a mom, I need to understand what a mom goes through because I have a sister that's a mom. I have a brother that's a father. Mm-hmm. I ha- and, and so I can share things like that with them when they come across difficult times because mm-hmm. they're still young 
and they're still growing. They're still trying to find that path and that purpose. If I can get that information and be able to share it back with them, that's, that's how I think we just, we become better as a world and in a, yeah. in a community of people is understanding other views and other things that you may not have in your life you can learn about and have a respect and be an ally to that community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of words. I hope that made sense. <laughs> um, we're, we're verbal processors. So it's we like, are. We are. So, this is why we have podcasts. <laughs> we verbally process with our audience here. And we're not bloggers. <laughs> no. Oh gosh. No. L writing the show notes for a show that for me is like the hardest part. Yes. yes, 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 yes. I hear you. Oh, it, well, I used to write down that I wanted to be an author. Like I want to be a New York Times bestseller. And I'm like, nope, that goal changed. <laughs> like, that's that take that. I figured out what I didn't want to do. Yeah. I was like, I changed that goal to, um, I host a top 10 podcast. There you go. <laughs> that's my goal right now. That's the, that's the big goal on the, uh, on my dream board. Um, tell us a little bit though about your community. So, um, and again, this can be your podcast community or this can just be the communities that you personally are involved in. Okay. Um, two things. One, I have not done a good job of interacting with my podcast community. I mean, that's just the honest truth. Social media is not my gifting, but if people are going to hear about the podcast, they, a lot of times they're going to find out on social media. So that's a community that I really need to improve my communication with. Um, and you inspired me with your countdown to your podcast. So that was really good. Thank you. Um, but my community outside the podcast last night, I was able to go hang out and this is a new group of friends for me, but they play a game and it's a group of about 12 girls and we get together once a month for a couple of hours, two and a half hours, something like that. And we eat, we play the game. It's so funny because we're trying to talk and there's no strategy to this game whatsoever, which is good because none of us have half a brain because we're trying to talk. <laughs> and play the game. So, um, it's nice that it, does, because otherwise if it just required strategy, we wouldn't be able to get to know each other, but it has been such a life giving group for me. I feel like the first five years when I was driving back and forth to Nashville, cause we live outside of Nashville, um, on that long commute, like at the end of the day, I just wanted to be home. I didn't want to go out. I didn't know many people, etc. And my husband lived here before we got married. So I was the new person in this community, but those girls over the last four or five months have been, again, truly life-giving to me. And so it's been really fun to be a part of that group. Those are, let's see, that group is probably the most life-giving. I mean, obviously I am a member of a couple of other community communities. We attend church. The family obviously is a community. And of course my employee employer, whatever you want to call it, um, community. I think it's, and so tell me, I mean, if you, if you can, how did you get to know the people in that group? Did it come like, is it a segment like you met somebody at church, met somebody at work, or how did you get involved in, in that game night? Yeah. So I met a neighbor. Um, I had a book club in my home and one of those neighbors came to the book club and she and I hung out a little bit. She was a stay at home mom and I was usually home 
one day a week. And so occasionally we would exercise together with the kids and things like that. And she moved, um, I guess about a year ago. And she said, you know, I just really think that you and this other neighbor would really hit it off. You should get to know her. And so I sent her a Facebook message, you know, and we started chatting a little bit and eventually that led to, you know, exchanging of the phone numbers, the next <laughs> level. And long story short, it's been a friendship that's developed over the course of the last year. And early in the fall, it was her turn to host the game night. And so she invited me and it was one of those things like just because I got invited to that one didn't mean that I got it like included in the group or whatever, but thankfully they need a couple of players and um, it just, it fit nicely. Um, and the girls are just amazing. I mean, really sweet. Um, again, just truly life-giving for me. Mm-hmm. So that's been really good. I think it's a good call out that you've got to be open to those things too. I know for me, right around um, the time of Blistem, I guess several months leading up to the month of November, um, I had been praying for community. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of find, to find some ladies and some, and not necessarily ladies, but, but men too. I mean, like, you know, I, I will learn from anybody, um, <laughs> but find, but find people that kind of had that common interest that I did that I could verbally process <laughs> things with. And, and like, I guess it was two weeks before Blissom, we had a ladies, uh, a women's conference at church and, I had decided like, normally I invite like my mom and, and another, and another friend to come with me to ladies nights. And, but this was a two day conference and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go because I need this for me. Mm-hmm. And I was able to make some deeper connections with some people I was already like friends with at church. And then two weeks later I go to Blistem and that was where it was like, God said here here are some people that can help you on your journey. They're farther along than you are. They have really good insight. They're different places. They have different backgrounds, but you all have a common thread in wanting to build a community, to share information. And that for me, like Blistem was so life-giving to me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. being that introvert, extrovert kind of combo, um, the very, I guess it was Friday. I ate lunch by myself on Friday mm-hmm. um, because I was just, I was overwhelmed. I was like, I just, I've got to go and just, pro- <laughs> I need to yeah. step away. And I, you know, and I went and ate lunch by myself and I came back and then Saturday I had lunch with you and, and Carrie Grace and Christina and Jen and I forget who all else. <laughs> there were so yeah. many people. There were several uh, of us. Um, and so, but you know, it was, it was such an answered prayer for me. And it gave me so much like drive and push to do this podcast because everybody would say like, Heather, what do you do? And I mean, my tag said the polka dot desk. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually, I didn't have a website. I didn't really know what I was going to do. And so just meeting all of you gave me that community. It gave me that push. And so just thank you to you and all of the other women uh, that I met and still, and still contact. And it gave me that push to be like, to go up to people and be open to accepting, um, accepting community. Uh, Cause I feel like sometimes you close yourself off from it. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you are precious. I love hearing that. And it's funny because 
I am not one of those that you'd put in the category of being ahead of you. Yeah, I had a season of a podcast <laughs> technically before you, but I don't think I'm any further ahead. But you're so right. I mean, there are seasons in life where we are really open to community and there are seasons of life where we're, we're not as open because some part of our life may be, you know, I hate to say sucking, but I don't even know, sucking the life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's energy, draining and just... Causing it to dwindle, whatever you yeah. want to say. Um, but anyway, I, I completely agree. And I know that this is not a commercial or an infomercial for Blistum <laughs> at the same time. Um, I mean, I, I also had to kind of push myself. I am an extrovert, but I think I'm an extrovert when I get to know people a little bit. The actually sticking my hand out and shaking their hand, be like, hi, I'm Anna Rose. And I was like you. I was like, I don't know what I'm trying to do. I want to do something. I trust my skills. And I think I can do this thing, but I don't know what this thing is. So, yeah, community community is huge. And I think just a little um, app that you kind of set up for a handful of us has been really great um, in, in some of the logistical or tactical things. You know, how do you do this? What are you using for this? You know, that's been really helpful, even if it's just a couple of one-word answers. Because I will say this whether you want to call it the entrepreneurial road or whatever you want to call it, this striving or looking for a different pathway, you have to find connections because not everybody in your life wants to hear about it. Um, and I don't mean that in an ugly way. Like you, you've got unsupportive people in your life. I just mean it can be, if you're the person who knows what you want and you're now the person who's like, Oh, I don't know exactly what I want. It can be a little unnerving for them. Um, and of course your friends and family want to help you, but sometimes in that they're not going to give you the most honest answers. And so you might ask me a question. I know I sent out my goals or whatever. And so I really wanted some feedback. Well, you're not going to say anything ugly. <laughs> you're not going to try to hurt my feelings, but at the same time, you can say things that a, I will hear that I might not hear from other people and B, you don't have to worry about sugarcoating things too much. I mean, you can just say, look, this is a great goal, but you really haven't told me when you want to accomplish it. And you're very vague in X, Y, Z. And so I think if you're going to go for the entrepreneurial route, you really do need to find a community in which you can be supportive, but you can also offer that support to others. Because if you just look to your friends and family, as precious as they are, as wonderful as they are in so many different ways, it's just not the same. Yeah, that's so true. It's, it's not, it, they're not like my husband is, you know, I don't know if he'll listen to this podcast. He may, he may not. I don't know. And so it's, you know, and I've had some friends tell me like, Heather, you know, I haven't really gotten into podcasts, but I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to listen to you. And like, that's all I ask. Just uh -huh. try. <laughs> and if it's not for you, it's not for you. And that's, and that's where I love having that, the community that came out of Blistem and mm -hmm. in the Slack group that we have is we can just go in there and we can be honest and we can be supportive of each other. Again, not a, not an ad for Blistem, but Allie Worthington, we love you. Please bring it back. Um, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> please true. don't go on hiatus again. All right. So I know we, we've run a little bit over time. I know we had some technical stuff, but I want to wrap it up. 
any, you've given us a lot of advice, given us a lot of best practices, a lot of things to think about, but is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners today to help kind of direct them in any of the three areas that I focus on career customers or community? Let's see. I would say two things. <laughs> I always say two, right? One, and, and I guess this is more with the career slash community, find your people. But before you find your people, I think you really need to figure out your why and your how. Maybe, you know, there's the book, Start With Why by Simon Sinek, I believe. Oh, I love that one. And that's great to know your motivation, but then you've got to determine, all right, how am I going to turn this into, how am I going to accomplish my why? So we both talked about the different avenues that we have tried. You know, sometimes that comes through experience learning what, what what does and what doesn't work and sometimes that can come just through some focused time where you really think and then you know bounce it off of other people and then come back to the drawing board and really think in some ways I think you can save yourself a lot of time and effort by doing that and some things are just better learned through experience so again find your community people who can support you and give you honest feedback and the second thing is or really probably the first, but um, the first thing is to really spend some time getting to know yourself, getting to know what you want, why you want it, and and then go find some people who can support you in this journey. Because the thing of it is they're out there. Yeah, they're out there. You You may have to try a couple of different groups or, you know, different things like that, but people are out there who want to support you. And that's been an amazing thing in the last few months. I mean, like you said, with this Blistem group, I mean, we don't really know each other that well, but you have been super supportive of me. And hopefully I can, you can say the same thing of me. So, I mean, that's great. Yes. Uh, I love all of it, Anna Rose. Oh goodness. So, so much has come out of today. Thank you so much. And I look forward to, um, obviously we'll stay in touch and, you know, maybe a little bit later on, maybe you can come back on the podcast when, you know, when you get, uh, when maybe a new season comes out, I know the next one's career, but maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know what's coming after that, but maybe we'll have to talk about it. So, yeah, yeah, um, good. but have a great rest of your day and good luck on baby number two. I can't wait to find out what it is. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. It has been an absolute pleasure to talk with you, Heather. I hope that these little action steps, if you will, have been helpful to your audience. And thank you for what you're doing to connect the dots, no pun intended, <laughs> and really creating community for, for this group. So thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Anna Rose today and that you were able to take away some of the amazing tips that she gave, talking about figuring out who you are, finding your purpose, and creating that community. Thank you so much again for listening this week. We'll be back next week with another episode, so we'll see you then. And as always, don't forget that you are loved, you are worthy, and there are great things ahead for you in this life. So to make sure that you don't miss out on next week's episode, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you get notified. Come on and join the conversation over on Instagram and follow me at Ms. Heather B. Dot or at Polka Dot Desk. 
We are here for you and look forward to bringing you more information about career, customers, and community. This podcast is brought to you by the Polkadot Desk.